Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Network. Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here on Sports Grid as we wrapped up the first NFL Sunday of the year. And what a beautiful, beautiful Sunday it was. I am Kevin Walsh, and I'm joined, as always, by Donnie Right Side. Donnie, how are you? Oh, man. Rested and ready. New week, new money. What else is more to say? There's one team that's in first place in the NFC East. I don't know who that is, but you're sure to find out over the next two hours. But what a sensational Sunday, Kevin, having football back in our life. And even from the NFL over to college football as well. A great overall weekend in early September. Hey, Kev, we only got about four more months, five more months to go of this stuff. Get ready. Yeah, I tell you, it's funny as well. And you know, we have our seven and seven top headlines here. I'm like, oh, there's no way college football will sneak their way in. They almost occupied multiple spots. There was a wild weekend of college football action. We'll get to that as well. But we, of course, start in the NFL, and it was Mahomes' magic once again. The Browns played a phenomenal game. And they still lose 33-29. to 29. Patrick Mahomes accounts for four total touchdowns and 337 yards passing. However, and to Donnie's credit, the Browns go out there and cover any number in a competitive battle against the Kansas City Chiefs. Amazing stuff because you had the Browns basically winning by double digits in this football game, getting anywhere from like six and a half to four and a half, depending on the closing line of where you were shopping around. But at the FanDuel Sportsbook last week, we, we certainly got this one in around that six price. And you had to sweat it out at the end. Amazing stuff. But this is what I talked about last week, Kevin. I thought the Browns were the right play here. They covered. They should have won the game to me outright. But whenever you're betting against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs when they're coming in healthy, they are outrageous. Big plays all over the field. What a start by Andy Reid and the crew. They don't seem to lose in September. It was a nice, I don't want to say victory by the Kansas City Chiefs, but a moral victory. You can't have those anymore for the Browns. They should have won that game. Yeah, sometimes I think that Mahomes and the Chiefs are almost the entire reason that in-game live and in-play sports night exists because you just constantly bet on that team when they're down and they constantly find ways to come on back. Moving over to Jacksonville where the Saints played the Packers. Apparently Rodgers' holdout is still going on. He was horrific. Jameis Winston was phenomenal. Five touchdown passes in a blowout victory unbelievable performance by the Saints, and we thought it was a downgrader and not Kevin as they took the game out of the Superdome and played in Jacksonville. But who's the creative genius sending it to Jacksonville knowing that the Green Bay Packers wouldn't play well there yesterday? Surprise, surprise, Aaron Rodgers taking multiple vacations and staying away from the uh, actual football facilities in Green Bay. Looks like that didn't help out the cause here. They got wasted. Jamie Swinson, five touchdowns, but how about this, Kevin? No interceptions. Wow. He almost had one, and it got called back as well. It was just Jameis's day overall. How about the rookie quarterbacks? 0-3. Some interesting performances. Mac Jones and the Pats lose by one to Miami. The Jets unable to complete the comeback against the Carolina Panthers. And the Jacksonville Jaguars blown out by the Houston Texans. Yeah, very hard to lay numbers here with rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, particularly early in the season. But I have to say, if you're looking for statistics, all three of those guys did have some decent statistics here to move forward on. You know, not impressive so much there for uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets because they did that damage late. But still, showed the rookie hung around in that football game, put up some numbers late. And depending on that closing number that you got, the Jets got to cover in a lot of outlets here. 
Yeah, really, really fun to watch those quarterbacks. The offensive rookie of the year markets have been on the move. Bring the radio audience into the fold here. Appreciate all those who are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you here on this Monday morning off of the NFL Sunday Week 1 action. And the NFC West, Donnie, looked as good as everybody said that it would. A 4-0 and performance capped off with the Rams blowing out the Bears on Sunday night football. Boy, oh boy, did they look good out in the NFC West. And it doesn't surprise me one bit at that point. But I'll tell you, some of the scores that were finals were surprising. Arizona going into Tennessee and completely dismantling that football team and embarrassing them. The Titans are a good football team, and they got slashed by Arizona. And we weren't downgrading them in the offseason here. I thought, you know, Russell Wilson going on the road, picking up a victory was great. The Chargers going on the road and coming back and beating the Washington football team. And then the 49ers, who had a huge lead and put it into cruise control and almost lost lost the lead late in the game, but 4-0 is 4-0, Kevin. Really, really impressive stuff there. The Washington football team and their loss to Chargers lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. A hip injury will keep him out for an unknown period of time, but moving forward, Donnie, Taylor Heineke is going to be QB1, it looks like, for the Washington football team. Yeah, not a bad option here. We saw him play well yet last year down the stretch, also in the playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's, he's got some athletes. He's got some wheels. He's got a good arm. We'll see if he gets ingratiated back into that offense. But a devastating injury news for Fitzpatrick, who, if I thought the Washington football team was going to win the NFC East, it had a lot to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick being their quarterback. We'll see if that hip is broken. We'll see how long he's out at this point. But for an older quarterback to have hip injuries, that's going to be a tough one. In the NFC East, the only team that got a win this week was the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. Over 300 yards of offense and three touchdown passes in this game as the Birds rolled the Falcons 32-6. to Yeah, he looked really good in the opening game, but also let's give some credit as well to the Philadelphia Eagles defense. After the first two drives of the football game, looked like they couldn't stop anybody, but did bow up in the red zone. Great defensive performance the rest of the way. The Eagles blow out the Falcons. How about that? And as we said, a packed weekend of college football action that saw the number three Ohio State Buckeyes get upset at home by the Oregon Ducks as two and a half touchdown favorites. We're coming on back. We're talking all the action from yesterday's NFL slate. Keep it here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. And as all of these week one games were unfolding, we last week felt that the Chiefs-Browns game was game of the week. And yeah, it certainly was. 33-29, to the Kansas City Chiefs win this football game. A late two-point conversion, by the way, 
for a lot of people, I am sure, was making the difference. It was not converted, and the Browns did cover this game as per pretty much almost all competitive Chiefs games. This thing flies over the total, but really more importantly here, Donnie, this is a football game that as we were talking about, the Cleveland Browns held a 22-10 to lead. They looked phenomenal to start this game but the second half was all Kansas City, and they're 1-0 to start the season. Yeah, taking a look at the football game from the Cleveland Browns' perspective, and coming into the week handicapping this game, you guys know me. I like the Cleveland Browns' this football game. I even thought they had a good chance at winning it. thought I was a genius sitting here at the half. But, of course, they got over their team total, which is the most important thing from my vantage point, and also secondarily, Kevin, when you're betting team totals as opposed to sides, how about the Cleveland Browns covering that number early in the fourth quarter and you not worrying about if you can actually cover the full game line, meaning from team total to money line side or even mm-hmm. excuse me, money line or even a side in the football game. You can't make mistakes against the Chiefs. You can't make mistakes against the Chiefs at home. You're fooling, you know, punts. You, you can't get the kicks off. 75-yard plays where Patrick Mahomes is running out. just looks like he's running out of bounds. Flick of the wrist 50 yards down the field turns into a 75-yard touchdown by Tyreek Hill. This game was in your hands for the Browns, Kevin. And when we opened up the segments this morning saying, hey, boy, the Browns are a good football team. Yes, they are. There's no more moral victories here. We anticipate the Browns being a good football team this year. I have them winning the AFC North. You can't lose these games when you're up double digits on the road with that big, nasty offensive line and that talented running game. And even came down too late. Baker Mayfield, you know, questionable throw that got intercepted late in that football game. But also, credit the Kansas City Chiefs for being down two touchdowns, never wavering, getting that offense in gear, 337 yards through the air, three touchdowns, a pass rating of 131. Yep, that's the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. And I I did tweet this out as that game was kind of starting to unravel there. It's like I'm a proud owner of a Patrick Mahomes MVP ticket because this is who he is. This is what he does. And not only does he put up all the numbers, but he has all the narratives. And the narratives are that even when they're down double digits, the game is far from over. You know, I kind of joked at the beginning there, but even your most novice of an in-game better will just sit there, wait, wait. Are they pick him yet? Wait. Oh, they're minus 110? Yep, give me the Chiefs. And it just seemingly almost always works. They win all of the time here. And you make this point, Donnie, you know, moral victories. And you're absolutely right. But Cleveland here made what? Two mistakes, a Nick Chubb fumble, and then like that disaster of a punt. But then again, even if they got the punt off, it would have just meant more field for the Chiefs to go score, but they probably still would have scored because the Browns couldn't stop them. And I think that maybe is the one thing that would be really, really interesting to follow here, Donnie, because obviously your week one, your overreactions here, are the Chiefs going to be a clean, clean over team as their defense struggled? Are the Browns going to be an over team? Because their defense here didn't hold up, but also it's Kansas City. Yeah, nobody holds up, it seems like, against the Kansas City uh, Chiefs offense, unless you are the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and play a perfect game with a great defensive coordinator and nasty at every set. Is that what it takes to to stop the Chiefs? Because we're going to be in trouble again this year if you are betting against the Kansas City Chiefs, but also looking from a Browns perspective here. They're going to go over a lot of numbers with their team total. It's the perfect storm, as I like to say, as long as Baker Mayfield plays well. And he did up to that interception where he sort of got, you know, sacked and had to throw it up in the air. 321 yards. Mm -hmm in that game didn't have any touchdowns but they controlled it on the ground they actually ran for four touchdowns in that game because Jarvis Landry Jarvis Landry got credit for one of those as well I like this team and also Mm -hmm. keep in mind Odell Beckham did not play in the football game he did have some nice performances Anthony Schwartz the young wide receiver looks like he's a capable deep threat there are so many weapons on Cleveland we're not giving up on them after one loss opening day but if you are a Cleveland fan if you're a Cleveland backer Cleveland fan or even inside that organization you sort of have to feel good about, yeah, you went on the road and played really well against the Chiefs and should have won that game. But then again, when you wake up, you're on Monday morning, that's an 0-1. It doesn't matter how much you lost by. There are no moral victories in the NFL. But they, they will score this year being the Browns and, of course, the Chiefs. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. be in the 30s for the rest of the year. That offense is outrageous. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all, and it's the prime suspects, right? Tyreek Hill, almost 200 yards receiving, touchdown. Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns. Mahomes, four total touchdowns. It's the big three. They are the big three. Possibly all the best at their positions in the NFL. Just so phenomenal. But also to your point, Donnie, not all losses are created equal. And two legitimate contenders in different conferences here had some really ugly week one results. The Green Bay Packers got absolutely housed by the New Orleans Saints. And the Buffalo Bills blew a 10-0 halftime lead to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll break both down, but I'll preface it with this question here. More concerned about the Bills or the Packers after week one? I would say right now more concerning here for the uh, Green Bay Packers. I I think the Bills are a really good football team. As I told you last week, when we're putting our futures market in. Like Josh Allen, like the Buffalo Bills, I think they're going to do some damage. It's one loss at home, and it was a bad loss. You got up 10 to nothing, Kevin, and I was sort of waiting for that jet stream to be like 17 nothing, 23 to nothing. Big Ben is shot, but that's a good football team under Mike Tomlin. They never gave up in that game, got that big punt block touchdown, and off they were on their way to victory. But looking at the Green Bay Packers, that looked like a lifeless performance, and I'm not sure where it came from because it was setting the table for them maybe taking a deep breath Woo, we don't have to go down to the superdome and play the saints in prime time now we're going to play in jacksonville and they probably had just as many green bay packer fans as you know in jacksonville as the new orleans saints have in jacksonville but to only score three points in a blowout loss they weren't even competitive in this football game aaron Rodgers looked completely disinterested as if he was still on vacation i put way more into the loss for the green bay packers why also because now the media frenzy is going to start up aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. this is your last year in green Bay. You still want to play. Is there a chance that you could be traded before the deadline because you don't like it here anymore? R-E-L-A-X, as Rodgers likes to say. Hmm. We're going to relax on that. They'll be a good football team, but I take a lot away from that one. That was terrible. The thing with the Packers is it is so easy for them to unravel because if Rodgers are like, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm done. Like, whatever. I'm uh, like in-season holdout from Rodgers. Rodgers a wild card. And this is the thing, though, and this has happened with Green Bay. It usually happens like maybe once or twice a season. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, they don't look like they have it today. And they give up. Like, when it was 17-3, to like, they're not, they're not the Chiefs. They're not. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, here's the comeback. Unless they're playing like an NFC North team, Rodgers is like, yeah, whatever. I'll just do it next week. Like He threw two picks in this game. He threw five all of last season. He was horrific in this football game. So bad. But what was fascinating to me is the comment that came from Rodgers basically saying like, yeah, we thought we were much better than we were. The idea that that team, off of losing in the conference championship for the second season in a row, basically came into here like, we're going to blow the Saints out. Like, that's like, are their heads not on? Because it doesn't seem like their heads are on. And that's a bad sign when you consider what that offseason looked like. We'll expand Bill Steers a little bit more because I do want to make sure, Donnie, that I give yourself and the Saints their due here. You love the Saints team total in this football game. And I mean, Jameis Winston, 14 of 20 for five touchdowns. That's one of the finer performances of his young career. You know, it's interesting watching that game. Yes, I did like the Saints team total this one, but also I prefaced that by saying, hey, I'm going to get a pretty good running mate here, Kevin, with the Green Bay Packers. We didn't even need a yeah. running mate at all to hit that team total. You're right. Aaron Rodgers just looked disinterested. And how about that terrible interception, which turned into like a 75-yard return back inside the red zone, which New Orleans did cash in for a touchdown. Completely disinterested. But even in our pick six picks, he said Jamie Swinson's going to have a big week. He's going to throw for over 259 and a half <laughs> yards. No problem at all. If I would have told you before the game, it was 38 points on the board from the Saints. And Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. Where do I sign up for 400 yards passing? He only threw for like 150 yards in this football game. That is outrageous, but I'll take the victory in that one here. The Saints look great, and hey, maybe they're a really good football team. We sort of missed out here on some of the value. Sean Payton's record without Drew Brees is overwhelming, and I really do believe he will have some value in the coach of the year market. I think he's going to eat up a lot of the credit for this Saints team if they continue to put up performances like this. We come up against the break here on the early line. Want to expand more on Steelers' bills as Buffalo really collapsed in the second half of that football game. And also talk about the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. Mixed bag of results. We'll break it down on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports Grid, Kevin Walsh from Down and Right Side going through this NFL Week 1 slate. I just got to say, it feels phenomenal to do this. It is so exciting. There's a thousand takes. We could do this for seven hours all day long, but we got to make sure that we get to all the games here. Look, Steelers-Bills was fascinating, Donnie, because the Bills were up 10-0. It looked like Pittsburgh would score absolutely zero points. Najee Harris, I think, had 12 yards in his first 11 career NFL carries. Big Ben, like his numbers, horrific. They won this game 23-16. to A stunning performance, all things considered here. And that's why, in a way, I almost think I would say Buffalo's performance is a little more concerning because I feel like I can kind of chalk the Rodgers-Packers performance up to they clearly didn't have their heads on and they'll bounce back, where Buffalo came out 10-0, they were in control, and and then just lost it. And, and all of a sudden, the offensive mojo was, was just gone. Like, they played a great defensive football game and lost by seven at home. You know, it wasn't that exciting of a game overall, but if you were a Bills backer, and I thought the Bills would be able to cover the six, six and a half and get through the door and have a great start to their opening day and certainly to their season. But watching this game, because when you have up, you know, the NFL ticket, it's on like the Octo box. That one I wasn't paying a lot mm-hmm. of attention to because it looked like to me, like the game was, oh, it felt like it was over 10 to nothing. The Bills were in complete yeah. control. They're just going to salt this game away. Nothing the Pittsburgh Steelers can do. You know, T.J. Watt goes out there, makes a couple good football plays, obviously getting strip sack fumbles. And then all of a sudden you start seeing some of the mistakes. The fourth and one play that was like a throwback to the mm-hmm. running back that lost 10 yards was completely questionable. Not that they went for it, but the play call was just horrendous. And then you have a block punt for a touchdown. You can't make those things up. And at the end of the day, the Steelers walk away with a 23-16 to victory. I don't know what mm-hmm. I found even more astounding here, that the Steelers won the game by seven against Buffalo. But when you look at like Ben Roethlisberger, you're watching him in the first half of that football game. And even through a degree in the second half. This is the same Ben I saw last year. Nothing has improved. New offensive coordinator, doesn't matter. New offensive line reshuffled around. It looks terrible out here. And yet they pick up the victory. Ben was 18 of 32 for one touchdown, no interceptions, 188 yards total. And you're right, Najee Harry, 16 carries, 45 yards. How did they win this football game by scoring 23 points in the second half and outscoring the Bills 23 to 6? I don't want to say it was an impressive win by the Steelers, but I'm looking at the Bills like, what happened here? Yeah, I I really hope like the Pittsburgh Steelers do this again. I hope they go ten and zero. The people who refuse to watch the games or add any context are like they're amazing, while everybody else that's watching them look off. We're like, no, they're not. The Steelers like like you're right, Donnie. This is not a game where I'm like Pittsburgh. Let's get futures here. This team's legitimate. No, they were awful. Now you, if you win a game playing awful, like at the end of the day, they're one and zero, and the Browns are zero and one, right? But it's about moving forward. It's about like 
Do you really want to lay whatever the number the Steelers will be laying in week two? Is, you know what I mean? Playing against like a Vegas Raiders when you see a performance like this? No, not in my estimation here. The interesting thing, though, for the Buffalo Bills is they certainly weren't the only AFC East team that lost. In fact, there was only one AFC East team that grabbed the victory, and that was the Miami Dolphins, a 17-16 to Upset on the road against the New England Patriots as three-point underdogs game goes well under the number, which we had talked about a lot going into this weekend of action. There was a part of my personal pick six here. And defense, defense, defense. At the end of the day, the Dolphins defense just made one more play than the New England Patriots defense did, Donnie. Yeah, this game screamed an under and certainly worked out that way. 17-16 final, but also take a look at Mac Jones. Dropped back 39 times in this football game here. Passer rating of 102.6, 281 yards in the air and one touchdown. I thought he played extremely well and well enough to win, but you can't fumble the football once you're trying to get the game in your hands. A 17-16 game, driving down around the 10-yard line, dropping it off the turf. You could have picked up another first down. You could have kicked the field goal. You could have scored a touchdown. It looked like the Patriots were honing in on a victory here, but don't take any anything away from the Miami Dolphins going on the road against a good opponent and picking up a W on opening day. Tua Tagovailoa did just enough here. Was he great? No. 16 to 27, 202 yards, one touchdown, and one fluky interception, but they controlled the game. They stayed in this game, and in order to be in it, excuse me, in order to win it, you have to be in the football game. Nice victory by the Dolphins here. We'll see if Tua Tagovailoa can take that next step, but also taking a look from a the losing side with the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is a good football player. They made the right move to choose him over mm-hmm. Cam Newton. They should have won that football game, didn't. Let's see how they respond in week two here, but I like the performance of Mac Jones overall. Yeah, and look, all in all here, Damian Harris was very good outside of that fumble, right? 23 carries for 100 yards. He looks like he's, you know, is going to be able to handle the workload unless Bill Belichick, like, cuts him in week three because well, you never know with him and his running backs there. I think the interesting thing, though, for this Patriots team is just the ability to finish those drives, and not just the fumble, but they had to settle for field goals a couple of times there. And, uh, you know, again, this is a very difficult Dolphins defense that they were going up against here. You know, There's a couple of spots throughout the board in the standings, Donnie, where there are teams that are kind of surprising, like week one leaders, and it's only week one, but I'm not an over. I like this Miami team. It would not surprise me if they go out there and give the Bills a real run for their money here in this AFC East division because I and we saw you know Jalen Waddle gets into the end zone there Will Fuller now will enter enter the fold next week here Miles Gaskin can be a good running back and I think Tua will get better as his season goes on yeah and I and I do I agree with you I do because I think the Miami Dolphins are a good overall organization it's up to Tua to try to take them to the next level and also you know what you worry about a little bit which is why I like Josh Allen in the MVP race Kevin his usage rate is enormous you play a good football team like the Steelers. They don't mm-hmm. line up in double tight end sets and run the football. They run five wide where he essentially is the running back on a lot of plays. When you take that big of pounding, that's going to add up now as opposed to the 16 games that we played in the past up till 17 games now. That's what I would worry about. I still think the Bills overall the best team in the division, but when you're talking about a quarterback that's as physical as Josh Allen, that may have some issues here once we get to week seven, eight, and nine, the attrition on a body. You can't run the ball basically 10 times a game as a quarterback as a lead running back that can't happen moving over to the Zach Wilson uh, Jets and the Sam Darnold led Carolina Panthers game here 19 to 14 the cover depends really when you bet it and you know there was a couple of spots Donnie where we saw that but maybe this one more than anywhere the when mattered the most because they were five and a half for quite some time here but it closed down at three and a half for the New York Jets as people were coming in on this football team. And it was a 19 to 14 Panthers victory, a Jets two point conversion away from all the Jets backers being able to cover their numbers here. But Sam Darnold, one and oh, with the Carolina Panthers, impressed by this? I don't know if I'm impressed by it because I sort of expected it maybe is the right word, particularly in game one. I thought that, you know, you had Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, by far the best player on the football field. You wanted to feed him, right? Nine catches, 89 yards, 21 carries, 98 yards. That's the that's the recipe for success when you're going against an outmanned football team like the New York Jets. Sam Darnold threw 35 times in this game. Old Robbie Anderson hit him off for a deep shot, but no interceptions mm-hmm. for him. And that's how you get the job done. Also, only allowing one sack from the New York Jets at front seven here. Now, 
you flip it on the opposite side with Zach Wilson, who I thought played well late and hung around. Credit the rookie. Didn't give up. This game didn't turn into a 37 to nothing game. Came in the second half, scored, you know, 14 points, only three points scored by the Carolina Panthers. But more importantly here, he was sacked six times in this football game and never saw the ghosts that Sam Darnold saw one time there Mm -hmm. for the New York Jets. They're in good hands for the future. They were just an outmanned football team. But you are right about the lines here. If you went to the FanDuel Sportsbook early in the week and you took the five and a half, congratulations. But as the week moved on, that line dropped, Kevin. And we talked about it multiple times. I didn't understand the line drop in this football game. And they covered the late line. But if you were sharp enough and smart enough early in the week, you grabbed the Jets at the five and a half. And that's one of the things, like, right now your week two NFL lines are available. Simply too much to get to for us to kind of give you the week two looks. But Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll be talking all about those lines, trying to see where stuff could potentially be on the move. And that's one thing that I know, Donnie, you've talked about a lot, is get a sense of where you think it could go. And that way you understand if you need to get it now. If you were kind of, you know, ear to the ground, it was a lot of Jets, 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 people talking about that game. That was where that line was going to move, and it's where the line moved. I'll say this on Zach Wilson. I played his overpassing yards prop in this game. He had like 80 yards, I think, like midway through the third quarter. The the idea was they would be trailing, and he would need to throw the football. And he got into this game a lot more as it went along here. Clearly, Corey Davis is going to be his guy. We saw that in this game. Jamison Crowder missed the game because of COVID. We'll see how much he will kind of enter the fray. But an interesting thing, Donnie, was a very comparable performance for Trevor Lawrence in that the garbage time yards were a plenty. It's interesting that Lawrence now has been passed by Mac Jones and odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Perhaps people just kind of looking at these Trevor numbers and saying we know it's garbage time three touchdown passes three interceptions and the texans obliterate the jacksonville jaguars 37 to 21 not surprising to me that the houston texans won the football game i took them on our pick six there on friday to win the game outright on the money line plus 154 that one came up but also i talked about it all summer long i said this doesn't make sense you don't make a lot of money betting rookie quarterbacks on the road in their first career start when they're laying points usually they're never laying points usually they're getting 13 and a half wouldn't even matter in this game as the texans easily won this by 16 but you're right the late game information that we're getting here from the Jaguars, they're a bad football team. You can stack up yards. We talked about this ad nauseum, Kevin. Trevor Lawrence will be in the mix to be offensive rookie of the year. Why? Because he'll be in every fourth quarter when they're losing. If you just look at the stat line, 332 and three touchdowns, he's going to be a stack compiler this year just because the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kevin, are a bad football team. Yeah, listen, this was another game actually that was featured in the in my pick six as well for the all-over It was my favorite bet of the weekend. We're betting Texans games over. We're betting Jaguars games over. I know people don't love the offenses. We love these defenses as over betters. They're going to provide juice here. Credit to Tyrod Taylor. Looked very good in this football game here. Trevor, too many interceptions. We keep talking about the board next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back right here on the grid. I want to stick with Jack Sexton for just a little bit more because, you know, Donnie, I, look, I like the over. Worked out very well. It was my favorite bet on the board. But the, the spread continued to confuse me, and I know you love the Texans, and I couldn't get there. I was like, you know what? I would, if I had to pick the sign here, you give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd rather lay the number. I think the Texans are that bad. The Texans, 37-20. Like, it wasn't that the Texans found a way. They ran them out of the gym here. They, they were so much better. And it begs the question, Donnie, are we too harsh on the Texans or are the Jacksonville Jaguars a team that have now lost 16 consecutive football games dating back to last year? The, Jack, the, the, the reason for the cap in this football game, and I'm always honest with everybody, late in the week I started to waver. I said, now what am I getting myself into with this Texans football team? They don't look like they have any talent, and I'm starting to get nervous about me talking up the Texans for three months here on opening day as they were going to beat the Jaguars. So I feel good you know, after the game is over, but you're right. It's more than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's what we were talking about. A rookie head football coach, a rookie quarterback, the reason why you got Trevor Lawrence is because you were the single worst team in the NFL in 2020. And then we're led to believe that, hey, make a couple signings here. You got Urban Meyer, and this is going to be a team that goes from one to seven wins overnight. There's going to be a maturation process here for a young quarterback and a, I don't want to say young head football coach, because Urban Meyer's been around the block, but still not really in the pro game. I take much more away here from the Jaguars, not for me, being a great football team or a good football team heading into 2021. But say what you want about the Houston Texans. There was no team with more bad PR month after month after month, day after day, than the Houston Texans got. It could have been very easily, Kevin, where this game was rolled over opposite. 37-21 for Jacksonville. And what would you have said? <laughs> we expected that because the Texans are a bad organization. Do I expect the Texans to do damage this year? No, I do not. But Tyrod Taylor is a veteran quarterback and played extremely well. And they took advantage of a rookie quarterback playing in his first game in the NFL. And, oh, yeah, on the road, who had three turnovers himself. Not surprised by the outcome of the game, just surprised by the margin of the game. And, and, and Donnie, pardon my slander, but people were treating Tyrod Taylor like he was Ben DiNucci. Yes. Like, he hit his <laughs> overpassing yards prompt at yeah. halftime, like 205 and a half. They're supposed to be trailing. What What are we doing with the numbers there? He threw for 291, and it was a smooth 291. Oh, and by the way, they ran 41 times as a team because they stopped throwing the ball. He could easily put three, 350, 400 yards up on this defense with the way things looked here. So the Texans are going to be a really, really interesting team, I think, throughout this season. The, but the most interesting thing, and this is why the NFL is beautiful, they're the only AFC South team. That got a win. The only one as they now sit there on top of that division. The Tennessee Titans are supposed to be the favorites. Wow. I mean, they looked awful. 38-13, to 13, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray for five total touchdowns here. And the Tennessee Titans mustered up 13 points at home. And the game goes under, by the way, because of how bad the Titans offense was, Donnie. I can't believe how bad the Titans were. And again, are we shocked that the Arizona Cardinals went on the road and won this football game? No. Looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook all week long, we were hovering two and a halfs and threes across the board. But the matter is, the Arizona Cardinals were so much better than the Tennessee Titans on defense, offense, quarterback play, everything, you name it here. And Kyler Murray, so much fun to watch. Like If you're betting the Arizona Cardinals, he has a lot of Russell Wilson with a speed burst button with him. Because if you saw the one play where he danced around, had two offensive line, like, yeah, you know what? We finally caught up to you. And he takes a back step, flips the ball 25 yards downfield for a first down. I believe it was to Rondell Moore. An outrageous play. That is demoralizing in every step of the word. And keep in mind also, Kevin, that was a third and 10 play that they converted. When you see that, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, how to chase this guy down. But this goes right back to what we've talked about. The NFC West is a really, really good division with four teams with legitimate shots to make it to the playoffs. And we'll see now mm -hmm. after all four of those teams did pick up the victory if they can do that. Now, looking forward again to this football game and how it pertains to the rest of the season. Are the Tennessee Titans done? No, they're not. That's still a semblance of a good football team. Did they play well opening day? No, they didn't. 
but this is more of an indictment on the Titans maybe losing their offensive coordinator and not getting back to basics here. Julio Jones basically invisible in this football game. They'll get it together. Derrick Henry will rumble and they'll win games. What's so impressive is the Cardinals here. A five-sack performance yeah. out of your defensive end. You dominated the entire way through, and you took off the fourth quarter, Kevin. 10 points in the first, 14 in the second, 14 in the third. You had 38 mm-hmm. points on the road against the Titans before the fourth quarter started. Outrageous by the Arizona Cardinals. Good for them. That's an impressive win opening day. And I'm glad that you gave the Cardinals their due because I have to be honest with you, I have spent so much time just looking at this Titans performance here, and it's all I can think about. And I'm almost kind of forgetting what the Cardinals did here in this game because, look, there were some spots that I got right. I got this one wrong time and time again. Tannehill over one and a half touchdown passes. Every single home game for Tannehill since 2019, but one, he has thrown for two touchdown passes at home. Loser. We have the Derrick Henry to get over ten and a half touchdowns for the season. Ryan Tannehill rushes it in on the goal line. Thanks for coming. And then even the live bets here. The one thing that I'm like, at the minimum, this team will score garbage time points. They scored a touchdown on their opening drive and then had 25-plus minutes of second-half action where they did nothing, nothing. And the Cardinals, as you mentioned, are still scoring. Up and down the field we go. I got to think half of that is the Cardinals like, yeah, we listen, we know that this team comes. They don't put their foot off of the gas there. Pick, fumble, turnover, like just a horrific performance. And if you were like, listen, I need you to press the week one overreaction button. All I'm saying is their play caller now is in Atlanta. Although they didn't look that great. That's an hour number two conversation. But those are things that sometimes can sneak under the radar and maybe matter more and more, as we'll notice, as the season goes along. Speaking of play calling switches here, Seattle again has to switch a play caller to see if they have legitimately anybody that they can find who respects Russell Wilson. Oh, man, 18-23, four touchdowns, 254 yards. It looked like he could throw a touchdown basically whenever he wanted to. They beat the Colts 28-16 to on the road in this football game, Donnie. Yeah, they were the better football team than the Colts here and certainly showed up there in a 28-16 victory. But also, there were some key plays. And as we look at the final score and you say, hey, look, you know, the Colts really weren't in this one. We know that it, the football games, whether they're won or lost, come down to what? handful of plays. There was two fourth down and one plays that the Colts could not convert, which maybe would have helped buoy them to either A, get back into the game, or maybe take the lead. Taking a look at Carson Wentz, he did look healthy in this football game, but he was under siege the entire game. And a lot of what mm-hmm. we saw in Philadelphia, which was a bad offensive line last year, particularly in 2020, you have a very good offensive line. So maybe are you holding the football too long? Is Frank Reich trying to get that, you know, Nice measure up on what Carson Wentz wants to do. Hey, I remember back in 2017, but now we're going to run things a little bit differently now. Do I think the Indianapolis Colts are done for the season for our overreactions in week one? Absolutely not. They had a tough football game to open up. They have an even tougher game coming to town now with the Los Angeles Rams. We knew over the first five mm-hmm. to six weeks, if they can just hang around at two and four, three and three, they should be able to get their team total and be able to compete in the AFC South. But again, enough with the Colts here. The Seattle Seahawks are consistent. Why? Because they have one of the best football players in the game in Russell Wilson. If you watch that, I mean, you're talking about plays where, hey, should we just run it out at the end of the half? No, they go deep to Tyler Lockett, who seems like he's open every single play. And then, of course, DK Metcalf, a little bit quiet to start the football game, ends up with four for 60 and one touchdown. Everything worked for Seattle. They are healthy right now. A great win by the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see how that buoys them into week two. But this game was more about the Seahawks and less about the Indianapolis Colts I think I think you're right about that the interesting thing for Seattle is they had three touchdowns on their four first half drives and then kind of punt 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 just like foot off of the gas pedal there we've seen that with Seattle and that's why they're a good team sometimes whether they're trailing or in front like they're a good live betting team because they'll either stop throwing and let you back in or if they're down then Russ is kind of bombs away and it gives you a lot of opportunities here and look as far as Carson Wentz goes, at, look, I had people text me like, will you finally admit that Wentz is terrible? I don't care, man. He plays for the Colts now. Like, It is what it is. Still week one, still a new team here. The one thing that has continually bothered me, and I've made this very clear to people, is basically this idea that Frank Reich single-handedly won a Super Bowl and can make every single quarterback win an MVP. Like, 
No, like Wentz isn't just going to show up in Indianapolis here and everything's going to be perfect and it's going to look like 2017 again. There's still going to be adjustments there. And let's not forget, they also don't have T.Y. Hilton. The Colts are going to be a really interesting team to follow as this season does continue here. And you mentioned it, going another NFC West team next week with the Rams coming to town. That will be a good one here. The Niners played a wild game against the Detroit Lions. I mean, spoiler, we're going to talk about this game for here tonight, rightfully so. The Niners won 41-33. to They were up in this game 38-10. to 38-10, a route burial blowout, and then they won by one possession here. Like, is there a takeaway from that, Donnie? Is it like... Oh, no, you couldn't hold on to a lead? Or is it kind of, yeah, yeah, we, we stopped trying and the Lions kept going here? What's the take from this game? Now, the take from this game to start off, Kevin, is uh, 41 to 33, which is a sensational final score of any football game dating back to, you know, 2018 mm-hmm. of February. But that we'll hold that off till, uh, to hour two here. But what I take away from this football Amen. game is, no, not that the Lions came back, not that they got inside the late number here. The 49ers put them on blast. And we see a lot in the National Football League here where guys, hey, look, let's just run the clock out and get out of here. It doesn't really matter what the final score ends up. Now, credit for Detroit Lions for fighting back and stripping Debo Samuel in the final minute of a football game and had the football back and were driving with a chance to tie it, which, you know, earlier on in this football game, it was a wrap here. I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw the offense from the offensive perspective here from the 49ers. Able to run the football, but got another injury. Brandon Ayuk, seemingly invisible in this game. Debo Samuel comes to the rescue, but also Jimmy Garoppolo had a very good game in this one as well. But how about Jared Goff? Threw 57 times in this football game for 338 (laughs) yards. You can't get buried in the game and hope to come back and say, hey, there are moral victories, as we were talking about earlier with the Cleveland Browns. But I got to say, it has to be a moral victory for the Lions because very easily this game could have ended up 41-13, to but they fought back here, and that's a sign of the head coach being early in his career in that organization said, hey, don't give up out here. We'll see if you continually get down four touchdowns or so if your team can fight back or even if they care to fight back in a football game. But I have to say, you know, early on in this, I was like, remember we were joking about last week, like, hey, week one is crazy. Watch this. The Lions going to beat the 49ers. When this game was a runaway, I sort of got the chuckle. I'm like, eh, maybe you can't overbite a few of those things. But credit the Lions for coming back, but I'm not giving them the credit for my side of it. I thought the 49ers played really well, just took their foot off the gas a little bit too early. It was just, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful game in, for, in terms of gambling. I, what I loved about this game is there wasn't a, there wasn't a single person that I talked to that had conviction on this game. There was like, I don't know, the Niners should kill him, but like, I don't want to lay eight and a half. Or it was like, I guess I take eight and a half, but I'm probably going to look silly. And then, of course, the way the game ended made it all so perfect there. It was a beautiful, beautiful number of an eight and a half point spread, which is kind of primarily where this number was. I'll say, though, on the Niners here, like Trey Lance throwing the first touchdown of this game, going one for one with a touchdown pass here. Like we're going to be monitoring the Trey Lance thing all year long. Also, I mean, like Kyle Shanahan, I'm pretty sure I could run for at least 60 yards and a touchdown if you give me 20 carries in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I mean, this thing is non-stop here as well. And just one more point, and we'll circle back to this again during kind of here of the night here. The Detroit Lions, week one, I know, they could be a wonderful over team if this defense is as bad as it looks. We'll break it all down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. 
Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. We are finishing out hour number one. A lot of good stuff in hour number two. Your Monday night football preview coming up. Birds talk. College football will get in the mix as well. But we close things out with such a deserving, such a beautiful week one hero of the night. Lions Niners week one has the potential to already be the gambling game of the year. First of all, a clean ride to the over is something that the early line will always respect. But for an eight and a half number to come down to a preposterous backdoor cover by a team that was losing the game by 28 points, chugging along, chugging along, two-point conversion after two-point conversion, and then the hero himself steps on up, Donnie Quintez Cephas, catches the touchdown to give him a chance, and then the two-point conversion to give him the cover. Detroit Lions backers rejoicing all over the place as they did cover that eight and a half, thanks to Quintez Cephas. Like, if you're doing the math here, people, it's 41-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Not with 11 minutes ago, not with 8 minutes ago, 7, 6, 5, 4, or 3. At the two-minute warning, you're up 41-17, to 17, and you're laying, oh, let's yeah. just say, 8.5 or so with the San Francisco 49ers. It's in the bag. And the best part about this also with the Hero of the Night is nobody gets the onside kick anymore. Oh, you're going to kick it right to George Kittle, one of the most sure-handed guys in the NFL? Yeah, it hits his face and bounces off, and you get the football back. You turn that into a touchdown. But how about this one here? Six plays, 59 yards. 46 seconds of game time here. Quintez Cephas, the fade at the goal line. I hate the fade at the goal line. It's a touchdown. Now, also, how many times have we bet a football game where you need the two-point conversion or don't need the two-point conversion? You snap the football, the play breaks down, an unathletic quarterback scrambling around throws it up mm-hmm. in the air. It never goes down. How about a toe touch on the sideline in the end zone by Cephas for that? 41-33. to 33. Incredible that that happened. Unbelievable, Kevin. Oh, and by the way, with 32 seconds left, somehow the Detroit Lions had the football on the Niners side of the field. A wild game. Hour two is next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.